0: Hello everyone out there in the wonderful world of the internet, this is that main guy, that guy, yes, that's right, that guy, Uh, Nick. Nick coming at you with another fun-filled, awesome, super special, chocolatey-covered episode known within this show called the One Sharp Podcast. And um, I'm here doing a uh, Marvel movie review. This one I've been wanting to do since last year, Just, just certain events stopped me from doing it. Or it just couldn't get to it because weather and time and just other little events in my life that just kind of stopped me from seeing this, this wonderful movie I finally got to see. And that movie that we're I'm going to be talking about today is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, now, I'll say beforehand before I get into anything and everything, um, this movie was actually done great. Um just just wanted to say that this movie, from beginning to end, was built so well. Story, the action, the drama, everything. Aside from that, as which I will get into just more grittier detail later on, I just wanted to say that. I was really impressed, and it's definitely going to be one of those Blu-ray purchases that I will be making here soon when it comes out. As well as um, Once Upon a Deadpool, which finally got that, which technically I now have two copies of Deadpool 2, but um, one's for the family. PG-13, everyone. Just go ahead, hug a pandy. You'll feel great about life after watching that wonderful movie. But um, getting back into uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, let's get into some of the numbers as well as uh, a couple... um, Let's see. Yeah, let's just get into the numbers. Now, uh, You know, as we all know, Spider-Man in general was created by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. Um, this, the ratings for this movie, I'm really impressed. IMDb gave it an 8.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a solid 97%. And Metacritic gave it an 87%. Um, this movie was done so well it actually won the academy Award for best animated feature um the budget for this movie was ninety million dollars, and the box office was three hundred and fifty nine point seven million dollars so it it made its money back and then some um now let 's get into the cast, which some of these characters- some of the people that voiced some of the characters really surprised me uh let's see we have uh and just throwing it out there if i mispronounce a name just call me out on it i'm i'm usually good at, at pronouncing certain first or not, last names but you know there's always going to be that step i'm going to trip over all right so we have uh Shamik Moore who did Miles Morales which was really really impressive i was i honestly thought it was like a a, a teenager that was voicing Miles Morales know I just I looked up some of the uh, information and I was like wow dude kudos great voice acting skills uh let's see then we got Jake Johnson which who was Peter B Parker um and if memory serves me right Peter B Parker uh was the original Spider-Man in that universe um Hayley Steinfeld played Gwen Stacy um no explanation there uh let's see now we have Masawa Ali. I feel like I mispronounced that. And that was Uncle in quotations. Hey. Aaron. <laughs> not 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 Hey, but Hey. <laughs> uh, next we have Brian Tyree Henry, who played Jefferson Davis. Uh, we have Lily Tomlin, who played Aunt May awesome um John Mulaney who played Spider-Ham who was hilarious throughout the entire movie Spider-Ham was is one of those uh characters that I was introduced through uh the comics I collect and it was just it was almost like a cartoony parody of Spider-Man like he's serious but he's seriously animated more animated than Spider-Man himself um I I hope they actually come out with a Spider Ham comic, which they did with the Spider Verse. Um, it was issue number one, which I hope they're still making issues of because I I don't know either. I'm just not seeing them or they stop making them. I don't know. It should be like one of those comics you should pick up if you find it because um, at the end of that comic, Spider Ham after the the Spider Crew takes down what I would believe was the insidious uh, the the Sinister Six. Um, he's sitting there. It's like, you want to hear a story? And Doc Ock is like, no. And then he just tells him anyway, because, you know, it's Spider-Ham. Mr. Little animated pig. So cute. And (laughs) spidery. Uh, we have Kimiko Glenn, who played Penny Parker, which, um, ah, what was it? The Spider-Man issue where there was a group going through other universes, killing Spider, Spider Spider-Men, Spider-People, and um that this rendition of, of spider-man it was unique it was a telepathic spider that operates a machine that a girl controls um the premise was actually done really well in the comic and i was just kind of thrown back because i would never have thought of something like that it's it's well done it's really well done um then we have nicholas cage with spider noir now I don't have any residual, like, hatred or beef towards Nicolas Cage. He's a really good actor. It's just when he did, um... Oh, he did a couple of movies that were Marvel-related. They weren't really up to par, at least from what I've seen. I mean, it was... They were okay, but they weren't, like, the greatest, okay? But, um, his voice acting with Spider-Noir, actually. It was done fantastically. Um... Got into the whole dark, edgy, um, has just this, you know, this this mentality of being by himself. Um, he actually portrayed the character really well, um, especially, and not much of a spoiler, but just something that happens. When he gets his hands on a Rubik's Cube, he's looking at it as if it was like a treasure from Egypt, and he just couldn't quite figure it out until towards the end where he figured it out. But he still just wanted to hold on to it because it just intrigued him so. But um, the the whole character of Spider Noir in the in the movie itself was was done miraculously, and Nicholas Cage did a great job voicing this character. Um, I commend you, good sir. Commend you very well. Now uh, I feel like I might mispronounce the last name of this next character, next voice actor. Um, uh, Leave Leave Schreiber. I believe I said that right. I don't know if I said his first name right. Uh, Lisa Schreiber, otherwise known as Sabretooth from uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. um, As well as a couple other um, uh, TV series, movies he's been in. Um, He does the voice of Wilson Fisk. And by golly, he did a good job. He did a fantastic job. I was really impressed in how he just got into how Wilson Fisk is. He's... This mountain of a man with impressive strength and just nothing but pure muscle, and he portrayed the voice very well. Um, from him just trying to reclaim what he's lost, and just getting into like the emotional the emotional aspects of Wilson face, because even though he's a-, a crime lord, he still has. a a family or a business to take care of and people to deal with because he's a person with power he has what it takes to get the job done even though spider-man has stopped him time and time again um yeah really great job with that one um and chris pine who played um peter parker which is the spider-man from the other universe where he basically lost he lost um, Mary Jane Um, oh no not Mary Jane um I'm thinking of the animated series my mind's going to places it shouldn't um he lost Gwen there we go they were married he did the Spider-Man thing but it wasn't really working out he just kind of let himself go he moved into an apartment and yeah he basically um he portrayed the character very well um, I keep saying that a lot, but he, it's true. He did a really good job with this one because it was a Peter Parker that just he's still he's still saving the day even though he lost so much, and it wasn't through villains; it was just through his lifestyle. And um, Chris Pine did a, a great job doing that because it went from him just not caring to getting the job done, trying to fix it to actually doing something about it and actually you know going back to caring to what he he does best um in general it was it he ah, man just everyone that was chosen to do this was did a great job um and i i see why the movie had won the awards that it has has won and uh being a huge marvel fan that i am i i wouldn't mind seeing something branch off of this um even though i would i could see some mild speculation but seeing that it's animated you can do a lot more with animation as well as live action but with live action you have limitations you can only you know do stuff so far for so long um like oh say perfect example um let's do let's do a classic one let's say a uh, uh, blade okay blade's pretty good I would say if it was released now in with the same character setup th- with everyone that was in that movie Wesley Snipes he I feel like they would have done a fantastic job doing the the effects the graphics um you know really getting a, a crisp clean clear view of how blade is what he does which has been retold and told numerous number of times um from animation to live action you know blades done it all um if they were to do something like that today today yes uh back then not so much another one that kind of falls in that and it's it's not marvel but you know it's just one of those characters i grew up to know and respect or love uh spawn uh spawn was a really well done character in the comics he um of course you know the whole concept of revenge but found out that revenge wasn't his thing uh movie wise uh i can't remember the actor's name who played spawn But um, he did a very well job with what he was doing with that character portrayed it and did it very did just an overall awesome job. Um, uh, Graphics and everything else, of course, was it it was there. It was um, ahead of its time. But I feel like if they were to do a reboot of Spawn again, I would I would actually like to see how they were going to do it who they would cast and see kind of like how it plays out from you know the the cutting board uh, setup and uh going onward to being on the big screen um you know there's a lot of potential with certain movies like that including spider-man to, into the spider-verse because now that they introduce spider gwen um they can branch off and do like an animated movie on you know even though they did a, a a brief setup of how she got her powers um they can actually go in in full detail if they wanted to with that particular character and make either a a television series um they already have the comic book which it i've collect quite a bit of them there's some i'm still missing but yeah i collect them and uh i i could definitely see that being like the next uh, marvel hit um aside from Captain Marvel, which is coming out today, which I am going to go see. And um, the new Black Widow movie, which they have Emma Stone? Yeah, Emma Stone as the actress that will be playing Black Widow in that movie. Um, But aside from all that, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the the storyline was done very well. My attention... I mean, I'm not saying I have, like, you know... Like ooh, pretty shiny, and I look the other way. It had my attention from the beginning to the end. Uh, they, I mean, they take Miles Morales, uh, a simple kid that you know he's smart, going to a high class school, um, trying to make new friends at this place until you know he, he, he break, he breaks off from being that smart kid, going off and doing like street graffiti and you know, he's really branching out, just kinda of expressing himself, even though what he's getting into you can't really do that. Uh, especially, you know, seeing that his father is a doctor or his father is a, a police officer, I'm sorry, and uh his mother is a nurse. So, you know, having to be along lines with semi stress uh or not or, you know, semi strict parents, um, yeah, it can be a little tough. And uh, just, just seeing how he obtains the power and how he realizes he has this new power um, is remarkable, especially when he meets up with Spider-Man. And Spider-Man knew just right then and there that this kid has potential, although he couldn't have been there long enough to show how much potential he really has. But with the the universes, with all the other Spider-People coming along and... um conversing into his universe it shows that it showed that he was steadily trying to learn and understand how this new power um he knew how he was trying to learn how to use it for his own um but being a a brand new hero you always come through you know you come by some obstacles you you get hit with certain things that you never thought would happen and this is exactly what he went through just like every other or spider person that's out there you know um spider gwen lost peter parker when he became the lizard um uh everyday spider-man you know he lost his uncle ben which we all know how that story went um they they've all through they've been through some kind of loss and it it sucks some not as much as others um both miles morales in this movie his growth with these powers um it's it's overwhelming he can't figure it out until he meets these the other spider men spider crew he then learns that these powers he needs to understand adapt and be able to use you know at any given point in time and he does that later on but he you know he's always struggling uh of course with the peter parker from the other universe he's steadily you know he was learning how to uh web sling and use his spider sense, as well as his unique powers of the um, the spider shock, and he can turn invisible. Uh, it took him a while to understand and, and contemplate how to use those, of course, but he, as time grew and he understood how to use the power and he knew he had a responsibility to take hold and become this new Spider-Man, seeing that the Spider-Man of his universe was killed by Wilson Fisk, he he took up the mantle, and even though it was a little scary at first, he got the swing of things—no pun intended—and he he took up the mantle as the new mile, uh, the new Spider-Man, and he did a really good job. Henceforth, why the the story as a whole really built up to that main point where he fought against Wilson Fisk and became the new Spider-Man. You know, even even though when he found out his uncle was the Prowler. And uh, Wilson Fisk uh, finished him off. Slight spoiler right there. Um, that's where he decided to pick up the mantle, even though the other Spider-Men told him that he didn't have anything. He he he, he um didn't have what it would take to become Spider-Man. He just sat along the sidelines. Hence, why he picked up the mantle, and he did it with grace and flair. This this movie, which is about two hours long really described that with the time that they had and did a fantastic job um overall overall i i love this movie this movie was fantastic um and as you see you know he showed the other spider-man that he could do it and he was able to save them because from their universe to another they were glitching and basically what that that meant was within that dimension that they weren't supposed to be in it was kind of it's kind of almost like um and i'm just going to use a a video game reference if you're playing first gen pokemon and you're picking up missing no to use the the glitch cheat to get infinite uh items you um you know if you if you catch missing no it glitches the game thus voiding it voiding that game out and you have to start from the beginning which is terrible i've i've had it happen um in this case it's the same thing except they they would have glitched out of existence. They would have just been gone. Um he was able to save them, stop the bad guy and was able to see his his family family flourish even though, you know, uncle uh you know, got the bullet sucked terrible. Um another thing is you see the the slight hatred for Spider-Man switch over to he's our new hope and he's going to help us all, you know. Save the day and being able to, you know, uh, uh, walk down the street and not have to worry about getting uh, mugged or getting hurt because he's there. He's there to help people. Um, yeah, this movie—it's a definite watch. I would, I would highly recommend it for everyone. For everyone, you know, because it's, it's one of those—it's an underdog becoming something greater, and you see that, even though the story. Even though, it like, just, just, you know, it. For most people, oh, great, it's just another Spider-Man movie. No, this is more. This this movie actually, in my case, from what I saw and how I felt, had like this unique story, like this this overall feeling that you could do whatever it takes, depending on what hardship you go through, and you will achieve it by any means if you stick to your guns and you go all out no matter what anyone tells you you know you can do it um this this movie my rating for it i would give it a 9.5 out of 10 that movie resonated with me that much for me to give it such a high rating um now the now the the funny part towards the end um the, you know the the other spider people are all back in their universes everything is good now it goes into the future with spider-man 2099 and the the, the there's an AI there's an AI that helps out spider-man 2099 uh, and basically said you know tells him that the the rift in dimensions and time are finally fixed and aligned and uh he's he's planning to go back in time. He's planning to go back to the first Spider-Man, which is uh, Spider-Man of 1966, the animated one where Spider-Man went from the comics to a TV series. And um, he's he goes back and he's trying to explain that, you know, I'm the Spider-Man of the future and I'm here to tell you something. And then, of course, uh, 66 Spider-Man doesn't doesn't want any part of it. And it's it took me a second. And it dawned on me that it was the meme where the two Spider Men are pointing at each other, and the fact that they put that in the at the end of the movie was fantastic because they're going back and forth. And even the the police officer in the middle of the of the two Spider Men bickering, they're just going, "I don't know what's going on. This is really strange. I'm confused. Which one is the actual Spider Man? Uh, I I don't know." And it just goes on from there. Um, and of course, of course. At the very end of the movie there was a quote um by Stan Lee with his glasses and um that was their tribute to Stan Lee which once again was very touching. It was it was awesome. It's uh, you know, every time I see a Stanley tribute, I, I still go back and think, that it's 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 one of those things, like, I'm trying to come up with the words. It's, it's like, even though he, he passed away last year, and everyone is still, you know, recovering from that, because that was a huge shock, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, when I, I heard, I thought it was a joke, a friend told me, and I had to look it up, and I saw that he passed away, I literally, I was at work, and I sat down, and I cried for a little bit, because. It it was just bad. It was just you know something you don't you want to hear. You never thought would happen, but you know with how things were, it's just it's just yeah. But yeah, overall, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I give it a nine point five out of ten. Highly recommend movie. Um, highly recommend it only because you know if I'm willing to buy it on Blu Ray, I feel like a few couple million are gonna do the exact same thing. Um so with that being said this is nick with the one sharp podcast with this awesome marvel movie review of spider-man into the spider-verse which i keep saying repeatedly which is okay um i have one more show to take care of and then when i see captain marvel i will get all the information for that uh it might give you might to give me a couple days because i want to get the the numbers so i can give like a definite breakdown of how much it made um, I could do like if the first week, so some yeah, I I'll, I'll get all that for you. Um, in the meantime, uh, stay tuned. I'll have more stuff, new content, and everything else. Um, I I have a lot planned out for this year, a little bit tidbits here and there, but I'm going to make sure I get a podcast, at least one, three, five, in you know, because I really appreciate you know, I, I appreciate doing this. And I've noticed with the numbers on on my SoundCloud that everyone has been listening, and um, I feel like now I this is something something I I would I still to this very day enjoy doing. So, with all that being said, I'm signing off. It's been uh, it's been a trip. So until then, everyone, keep on keep or er, how does that go? Huh. You know what? I'm gonna I'll come up with a, a different phrase, but I'll just use this phrase instead Excelsior.